Uh, I know many of you are on pins and needles, wondering what we're announcing tonight. Um, it, it was about eight years ago that I was standing outside of Calvary Chapel in Redmond, asking uh, God to confirm what I was sensing was His call to plant a church uh, here in Prineville. And confirm it, God did, through a lot of different uh, things. And about six months later, Andrea and I, along with Dave and Laura Gagermeyer, began a Bible study in a, in a local home with about six people, and that soon turned to uh, four. Maybe we had eight, and then it turned to four. I don't remember, but people left, and the people that hosted it didn't want to host it anymore. And I almost quit. I thought, you know, why did I even come here? Uh, the people that asked me to come here don't, aren't even behind this thing anymore. Let's, uh, let's just bag this. And uh, Dave and I talked, and, and Dave said, why don't we try it in a, in a school? And, and, and we did that and continued to meet on Thursday evenings. And about six months later, on May 5th, 2002, uh, about 30 adults gathered in the library of Ochico Elementary. Some of you were there. Um, and we had our first official Sunday morning service. Uh, over the last seven years, there's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of challenges, uh, a lot of fruit, a lot of amazing things uh, that God has done. Many have been converted to faith in Jesus Christ, which has been the most amazing uh, privilege. Um, many of you have grown in your relationship with Jesus, uh, and it's been such a, uh, an amazing thing to see God doing that. Uh, what began as the call of God in my life, really as a 15-year-old boy coming to know Jesus, converted uh, in the small youth house of a Baptist church in Olympia, Washington. And, and I remember so succinctly, so clearly God speaking to me, saying, I'm calling you to be a pastor. And I was raised and had come from a long line of pagans didn't even know what the Bible was, let alone what it meant to be a pastor. But it was so clear in my heart. And what began as a call to come uh, to Prineville and the vision to establish a, a strong, Jesus-centered, gospel-preaching, Bible-focused, missional church has turned into an amazing community of believers. Uh, th this is an amazing uh, work of God and, and a work that is having and making a deep impact on this city for Jesus' fame, and I'm so proud of that. Andrew and I came to Prineville seven years ago out of obedience to Jesus. We knew beyond a shadow of a doubt he was calling us. We now know he's calling us elsewhere. We, we love this church. We love each and every one of you very deeply, but we love Jesus more. And just as we obeyed him in coming here, we, we have to obey him in leaving. It, it's the call of God to obey him above anyone and anything. Over the last few years, God has been stirring in my heart to, to plant another church. It's, it's who I am. It's, it's part of my DNA, a, a church planter. Uh, but not really having any direction. Uh, we, we waited. Uh, we prayed. We sought the Lord. And about three months ago, I received a phone call from a friend uh, who pastors a, a large church, a Crossroads Church in Denver, Colorado. His name is Tom Stipe. Uh, through that conversation and a trip to Colorado in March, uh, the Lord confirmed 
uh, to Andrea and I that, that he's calling us uh, to plant a church in, in Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, Andrea and I have made this decision after much prayer and with a clear sense of God's call and an understanding of the sacrifice this will be. Counting the cost is something that we've been doing a great deal of. Um, we've counted the cost of leaving this wonderful church. Uh, we counted the cost of the friendships, the deep friendships that we've made uh, with many of you. We've counted the cost of leaving this great community. Andrew and I have poured our lives into this work, literally have poured ourselves out uh, in, in this work, and, and we'll leave ourselves, part of ourselves, with you. Uh, I want you to know, I know that Andrea wants you to know uh, that we love you. And this is definitely the most difficult thing uh, that either one of us have ever done. And, and I want you guys uh, just to, to hear my heart. I want you to hear, uh, as your pastor, I want you to hear this, is that Jesus has and always will be the senior pastor of this church. He always has. He always will be. He founded this church. He loves this church. He died for this church. He has a great future in store for this church. This church was never about me. It, it was a, a vision that I had. It was a, a, a call of God that, that he placed upon Andrea and I, but it has never been about me or Andrea. It's been about Jesus. And you guys need to understand something, something theological, something that needs to, to be a part of your understanding here in this is that what is good for Andrea and I will be, has to be, good for you and good for this church. God does not move one person out of the way to the detriment of others. See, he will not move us to your detriment. And I want you to get a hold of that. I want you to, to come to grips with that uh, bit of theology as you process this. What will be good for Andrea and I will be good for this body, will be good for this church. And, and as your pastor, I want you to understand this transition, you guys. I want us to understand this and to see this in light of the kingdom of God. I, I really want you to see this as sending Andrea and my family and I not losing us. As a church that has been focused on our mission, that's what we've always been about, is our mission. From day one, when we were 25, 30 people, I remember telling that small group that we can reach this city. We can do it. And when we were 50 people and 75 people and 100 people and 150 people, and as we've continued to grow, we can reach this city. And we're going to send resources and we're going to spend money we don't have and we're going to plan events that are way over our heads and do things that we shouldn't be doing because we're, we're a mission-minded church. We're on a mission. This is about Jesus. And so when we're sending people, when we're sending resources, when, when maybe we're making sacrifices for our four walls, we see that in light of our mission, not clinging on to things, not holding on, but wanting just to give for the kingdom of God. We're going to spend eternity together. But until then, we're on a mission. A mission to spread the gospel to the entire world. And, and our mission, just like it called us here, is, is calling us elsewhere. But it's that same mission, you guys, that I've been challenging you with, even of late. It's that same mission that you 
have opportunity to embark on right here in Prineville. That God is wanting you to grab a hold of and to run with. And what a great opportunity for you to do that. I hope that you continue to do that as much in my absence as you have in my presence. Because you're not serving me. You're not obeying me. You're not responding to my call. You are hopefully responding to the call of God. You are on mission with Jesus. The day that you ask Jesus to be your Lord, and if you haven't done that, then then we've got other things to talk about. But the day you asked Jesus to be your Lord was the day that you said, I'm on mission with you. You're the master. I'm the slave. What do you have for me, Lord? What do you want me to do? And he's given us a, a pretty clear call in general to go and to make disciples. That's his call for you. Some of you are, are way off mission. Some of you have kind of got off. You're, you're veering off. You're, you're kind of on the shoulder. You're, you're hitting those, those potholes and those lines in the, the road that make all kinds of noise when, to wake you up. God is wanting to wake you up. And maybe he'll use this very thing to wake you up. You're on mission with Jesus. And he will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. We don't have a definite timeline. Uh, we have our house on the market. We're praying along with the elders and the other leaders uh, here for God's perfect timing in this transition. Uh, the elders and I are, are considering a few men to take my place as lead pastor of this church. And, and you will be kept abreast of all future uh, decisions. I, I just ask that you would uh, keep our elders in prayer as we make this decision, as we journey with you through this transition. Please keep myself, Andrea, our children, Caitlin and Carson in prayer. And the enemy, you guys, the Bible tells us in John chapter 10, wants to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Some of you have already been doing what I'm going to ask you not to do. And that is jumping to conclusions, uh, gossiping, making things up that are patently untrue. Um, And the enemy is going to want you to continue to do that. He's going to want you to continue to uh, perpetuate what could create chaos and division and undermine what God is doing in this place. And I would ask that you would just take your concerns, if you have concerns, to the Lord. If you have questions, that's what we're here for. We want to answer those for you. The, the elders are available. I'm available to, to help you if, if you need that. And I would just ask that you pray and that you seek the Lord and you ask God, Lord, what do you have for our church? What do you have for me? God, continue to do an amazing work for your glory, for your fame. You guys, continue to do what you're doing. Continue to come. Continue to serve. Continue to give. Continue to make this your church and then go out and be the church because it's not about us. It's about Jesus. And he loves you and he died for you. And he will be and always has been the senior pastor of this church.